Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. It's time to talk to the professor, John Clayton. John, how you doing, man? Good, Dave. How are you? I'm really good, and uh, we've got lots of news going on. Uh, we saw a pin that was taken out of Russell Oof. Wilson's finger. Did that kind of creep you out, John? Uh, no, because it, we knew it was going to happen, but, yeah. I mean... You know, the, the what was it two pins or one pin? Because I think he had two. Pins. Yeah, they show he showed one big pin, and it looked very large to have in someone's finger. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, uh, but I mean, it needed to happen, and so that's encouraging because now, uh, you know, we we thought it was going to happen last week, last Monday night. Uh, you know, they he he wasn't sure when it was coming out, but now it's out, so that's encouraging, and so you know he can do some practicing a little bit this week, and then start getting ready eventually for the Green Bay game. Yeah, and and, and the thing that's not so great, the, this trade for Von Miller for the oh, Rams. Oh. Holy moly. I'm like, how do, how do they do this, John? How do they, and that somebody was tweeting out, like, where do they get the money? Where do they get the, you know, the, the draft choices? Where do they, you know, it just seems like they, they find a way to pull things like this out of their hat. And, you know, and I was thinking, well, maybe Von Miller's had a down year. I mm-hmm. haven't really paid attention. He's got four and a half sacks, John. Yeah, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, but you know where they got the money? Mm. The Denver Broncos. He's yeah, got, that's right. Mm-hmm. They paid most of it. Yeah, because, yeah, again, he's got a $9.7 million salary, and they paid $9 million along with giving away a number two and a number three draft choice. So, uh, you know, they. I mean, it was costly because now what you look at is that the uh, the Rams only have four draft choices for next year, but they don't care about next year. They care about this year. And now they're going for it, you know, because now you get got uh, Vaughn Miller to go with Leonard Floyd, and that's great. And, of course, Denver's now cashing out for the season, so that's probably bad for Vic Fangio you know, because, you know, now at 4-4, four and four, you know, what's their chances with that linebacking core as thin as it is because they've lost every single starting linebacker they have and some of their key backups. So they don't have anything left. So now I mean, you've got you – know, and, and you talk about the – it's like kind of like the NBA star system is what they're talking about with the Rams because now they've got four great players on defense. You know, they've got Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald. Oof. Yeah, I mean, and those are four, like, Big time, yeah. Names, yeah. you know. I mean, we're we're talking about here with Jamal and 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 Quandre and Bobby, and right now Quandre, I think, is playing playing the best football. But uh, thing I wanted to ask you: t- tell me the numbers again. How much did Denver pay, and then why were they so willing to do that? Well, I mean, they paid uh, nine million of the nine point seven million dollars, uh, with the idea being, it's like okay, uh, it's it's time to move on because I think what they cared more about. Uh, because you know they 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 got their fourth win yesterday, ending the four game winning streak. But they played terrible. I mean, it was an mm-hmm. ugly seventeen to ten game, totally gross as far as the way it went. <laughs> A couple of fumbles toward the end of the game by each of the two starting running backs. You know, they didn't generate much on offense, and so now they decided, you know what, where do, are, is this team going to go to the playoffs this year? And I guess they're figuring it probably won't. And if that's going to be the case, next year's draft is going to be so much richer than any in the last several years because, I mean, you've got, you know, the college is all playing a whole season. So you get the normal college guys. Then, of course, you got the seniors that went back as college seniors for a second straight year. And now you get them. And mm. so this draft is really going to be rich. And so anything in that second and third round is just golden. John, what would the Seahawks do at the trade deadline, theoretically? Is there anything they need right now, and do they have any real assets that they could get rid of? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to call them an asset or anything else, but you know, maybe they can unload uh, L.J. Collier's contract, but that's not going to get them much. Maybe just a seventh-round pick in 2013. Uh, I don't think there's anything else they want to give up because I think you know they still like this team, and you know maybe they'll still look for cornerback. Maybe they'll look for a tackle. You know, maybe they'll uh, obviously they're not going to be looking for a linebacker or a defensive lineman or anything like that. So I don't think it's going to be major. Uh, you know, so, uh, but again, John Snyder's always out there looking for something. Hey, you know, yesterday at the end of the game, I was watching Bobby and I mean, he actually looked kind of tired out there. He was in a hundred percent of the snaps and mm-hmm. I heard, did Cody, Cody got kind of nicked up and I know he's a, a backup Mike, but they they also could have put, um, Nick Ballore in there, but I don't know. It just seemed like a, an opportunity because last year when, with the Jets, and they got that forty to three lead. They put you know the backups in there, and in the fourth quarter against uh, against the Jags, mm-hmm. and nobody got any rest. Yeah, I agree. But that's just uh, you know that's just the nature of Bobby Wagner and the nature of some of the defense. Because again, you, you can see that normally each week there's going to be three to five players going to play all the snaps. I mean, it's going to be Jamal Adams. It's going to be Quandre Diggs. Uh, you know, they may not have. Uh, you know, Jordan Brooks out there for every play. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's going to be a cornerback or two. Maybe DJ Reed. I think he, I think he played like, what, 64, 65 plays. Yeah, he wasn't out there the whole time. No. So same thing with Trey Brown. Yeah, yeah, Trey Brown. Because, again, he's still kind of rotating in there with Sidney Jones. And so, uh, you know, it's like, uh, but, you know, with Bobby, it's like, hey, I mean, I guess he figures it's like, hey, I'm, I'm the leader of the defense. I want to be out there. It's like quarterbacks because, again, you have a lot of quarterbacks like Tom Brady that even if they're blowing teams out, they don't want to come out of the game. Hey, um, with Rashad Penny, Mm -hmm. where are you on that? Do you think that they've figured anything out, good or bad, because it's seven carries for seven yards. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, what, five of them were – well, six of them were mm-hmm. for less than two two yards, and there were some negative carries in there. But it a long run of five yards. I, I don't know. I, I just think maybe it's the way they're using him. We talked to Michael Bumps. He's like, hey, he needs a slasher. He needs to get outside more. They were trying to run him inside, but I don't know. He just doesn't look confident, and uh, I don't know if they've. Do you think based on that game, they made any kind of decision about his future? I mean, I think the decision was made, uh, you know, well before the start of the season. I mean, they're not going to bring him back next year. Simple as that. I mean, they didn't put the they didn't put the fifth year option on him. Uh, they're certainly not going to franchise him, and so it's just like, okay, uh, see ya, bye. Do you think we're under the impression, John, that Chris Carson's definitely coming back in two weeks? Pete Carroll said he's going to get out there and start yeah. practicing. What's I mean, the, with the concerns they've had about him, what's the plan? Is it a heavy dose of Alex Collins if he if he can't go against the Packers? Yeah, I don't think they're going to you know, overdo it because, again, he's got the, the neck injury and everything else. So I think they'd ease him back in. And so it's not like he's going to go out there and get you know, 18, 19 carries. I can't see that. You know, I think what they'll do is, you know, go out there and maybe they will start uh, Alex Collins and then just kind of mix Rashad in there. But I think they have to be easy with him because, again, if not, I mean, you put yourself in a real uh, bag of trouble uh, because uh, if he, you know, gets that neck hurt, because, again, it's still a, a sore neck and it hasn't necessarily is improved to the point now where at least he can practice. That's encouraging, but I don't think you want to overdo it. John, speaking of injuries, it was uh, a real bad day for injuries yesterday yeah. in the league. Uh, Jameis Winston, Derek Henry, uh, Daniil Hunter. This all seems kind of uh, fluky that they all get hurt like this, but does it anything? Does anything have to do with the fact that a lot of guys sat out in the preseason? 
No, I mean, like in the ACLs, I mean, a lot of those are non-contact injuries, and there was two ACLs yesterday, including Jameis Winston. Although in the case of Jameis, I mean, he, he did get kind of twisted up in a tackle, and now he's done for the year. You know, the, the pec injury for Daniil Hunter, you know, that just happens. Like, I mean, you watched it a week ago with uh, the one guard that uh, got hurt, uh, and he, you know, he got a torn pec, and so he's out for the year. So it's just, you know, injuries do happen. I mean, that's one thing that you can't avoid. You just have to accept that. And so in the end, it's like you deal with it. But in a lot of ways, what's interesting is that uh, how much the injuries in the NFC uh, enhance the chances of Seattle climbing their way back, even if they lose to Green Bay. Now, again, the key is certainly getting to win in Green Bay, getting to uh, you know a better record because I'm mean, looking down the stretch and you know, they have you know four or five winnable games that can get them you know up to seven or eight wins and of course you still got the four division games left they can still do well there but here's the idea it's like now here's New Orleans sitting there with a five and two record you know, they just beat Tampa Bay <clears throat> but now you have to go with Trevor Simeon and maybe uh, Taysom Hill <clears throat> at quarterback. And, you know, now that that pulls them down on offense, and their offense right now hasn't been that good anyways. And so that could make them vulnerable and pull them closer to, uh, you know, 500 as the season goes on. And now in the case of, uh, you know, Minnesota, they're sitting there at 3-4, and four, and now Daniil Hunter's gone for the season, you know, with his torn uh, peck. And so, you know, that could prevent them because you go back two years ago when he got out for the season you remember they had traded for unique and dockway and they figured hey we've got the, the the dual pass rush coming from the outside and when hunter went down they decided ah let's get trade value for and and they didn't make the playoffs so uh, they could be in trouble so that and of course when you look at it there's six teams right now in the NFC with winning records. That includes New Orleans. And obviously, you've got the Rams and Arizona and all that stuff, too. Of course, Arizona will find out how long it's going to take for Kyler Murray to come back because if it's going to be three weeks, he could miss the Seattle game. But it's supposed to be an ankle injury for one to three weeks. And then the most devastating one was Derrick Henry because you know he ends up getting a Jones fracture of the foot. And so he they say it's like you know maybe six to eight weeks. But when you got a 245-pound running back, it's probably going to be more eight so i think he's more back for the playoffs than anything else you know i had forgotten about zach wilson but uh i can't remember what what, what was his injury john knee, knee yeah so but mike white holy smokes remember there was a coach for the raiders named mike white yeah i don't yeah. know if he's related or not no. but kid threw for over 400 yards my gosh uh-huh. and how in the world do they beat the Bengals? amazing yeah i mean that that was i mean they are home i don't think there's a tremendous home advantage there but yeah, it's just the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, again, sometimes you take a team for granted. I don't know if that's exactly what Cincinnati did, but there's no doubt that uh, the Jets came in there and took advantage of what the Bengals didn't do on defense. Because, again, defensively, they played pretty well so far. And now, as a matter, it's like, okay, now everything kind of turned on them. And then the Jets came out and got a stunning victory. Because, again, you look at all the bad teams, all the bad teams played the bad games. And, by the way, what about the stupid critics who kept on thinking, and even the odds makers who kept on thinking, you know, you have Russell Wilson out of the lineup. You know, I think Jacksonville's more talented than Seattle. Mm. I mean, what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when, when, when you think about that, it's like, okay, you know, uh, Seattle goes out there. You saw what they were able to do. 
I mean, I told you how bad they were on defense, and you know that, Dave, from studying the film and all that stuff. They're horrible on defense. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, the Seahawks were at least 24 points better than the Jaguars, and uh, it wasn't even close. Even the odds makers didn't do any favors to Seattle because I think they made it a three-and-a-half-point game, and normally home team gets three points, right? Yeah. And so it's like, so they're basically saying, oh, it's an even game between these two teams. I mean, please. Yeah. Well, and they, they just aren't playing together on defense at all. But um, Well, they don't have enough talent to play together on defense. Yeah. What did you think about uh, Geno's performance? Did that change anything of, of the way you think of him? Because I guess for me, uh, you know, there was in the first couple mm-hmm. games, the, the throw to, to DK Metcalf against the Rams. I was like, okay, that that's a really good throw, the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he threw one in the Ra- or Steeler game, and it was over the linebacker in front of the safety. I'm like, okay, that was that was pretty good. The other day or yesterday, that was there was like seven or eight just perfect throws. Yeah. I mean, he was throwing guys open. I just my opinion has changed on him a little bit more that. Like, I don't think that, you know, obviously he's not going to push Russ for a starting job, but I, I feel like this guy could actually win you some games. I mean, the way he was, you know, making throws, uh, I feel like, and look, I, I think it's going to be very difficult if they have to go into Green Bay with, mm-hmm. with Geno, but uh, my opinion has changed of him. And also just his maturity, everything, uh, as far as, you know, what he says in the in the uh Post game press conferences. What, what about you? Were you were you that blown away by that? I just I didn't think he was able to to make those kinds of throws. Well, I thought I, I, he can make those type of throws. It's just a matter of not making those type of throws while he's on the run. That's where he's not really good at doing. True. That. Yeah, he didn't try to do <clears throat> that no, at no. all yesterday. That's... No, they, 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 he tried to get into a rhythm. Uh, obviously, he was throwing nothing but shorter type passes. But I mean, the predictability was right there because I know we talked about this last week is that you figure Shaquille Griffin was going to line up mostly against DK Metcalf and that was going to free up uh, Tyler Lockett and what did Lockett end up doing I mean he gets 12 catches for 145 yards you know because now he's going against much less talented cornerbacks and beating them and much less talented safeties and so I mean he burned them all for 12 catches at 145 yards. John do we see any uh Mid-season or in-season firings. It looked like your guy, Urban Meyer, was not having a good time yesterday. And no. uh, Dan Campbell, well, I don't even know what's going on there. That was quite a poor loss against the mm-hmm. Eagles. Are any of those two in danger of getting fired before the season ends? Mm, you tend to doubt it, but again, it does happen. I mean, I, I think they're so stubborn right now in Jacksonville. They're standing by Urban Meyer, who, you know, Urban Meyer, who I keep on saying, uh, you know, is one of the worst coaches I've seen come out of college. And again, he's great in college. I mean, it's kind of like the Tim Tebow thing. I love Tim Tebow for what he did in college. I thought he was one of the best college players I've ever seen. He just stunk in the NFL as a quarterback. In the case of Urban Meyer, look how poorly coached that team was making bad decisions to go for fourth downs every time. You know, having twice where they had 12 defensive players on the field on back-to-back plays. You know, all the penalties, the mistakes. And I know that Miles Jack, the linebacker, said this uh, last week. It's like, hey, with what we have on this team, the margin of error is so thin, we can't make dumb mistakes. Well, all they did through the game was make dumb mistakes. (laughs) And then Trevor Lawrence just got the hoop beat out of him because i mean they pounded him the entire game yeah do you think he's lost that locker room they they showed a what was it towards the end of the mm-hmm. game he was standing there just removed from it all arms crossed angry didn't want to yeah. acknowledge anyone what does that say if a coach is doing that during a game yeah well i mean it just says he doesn't know what he's doing 
But from what I understand, talking to people back in Jacksonville last week, he has yet to lose the locker room. Okay. The locker room yeah. still stands by him. It's just the problem is there's not enough good players in the locker room, and he's not enough good a good enough coach to get anything out of those players. It's pretty amazing, John. You watch the the number one pick of the draft, mm-hmm. and you know the NFL makes you look so bad. You know when you yeah. come in. I mean, he had a couple of those throws that were just kind of in the dirt. And, you know, he throws, throws the one to Quandre Diggs, which Quandre's like, thank you very much, mm-hmm. uh, threw it right to him. So, yeah, it's, it's just the NFL, it doesn't matter who you are. It's going to chew you up and spit you out. And that and it kind of – and Russ had one of those games. I remember yeah. it was against the St. Louis Rams at the mm-hmm. time. I think he threw three interceptions in that game. And everybody was like, oh, this guy's terrible. And he slowly worked his way back. But, I mean, I, I, I think that – I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good, but – not his rookie year. Maybe yeah. at the end of his rookie year, he, he can start to, and that's what made uh, uh, the Charger quarterback Justin um, Herbert. Herbert last year uh, look so good. I mean, he he was a first round draft choice, came in, right. and his rookie year was really good. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence, uh, that was rough for him, man. He, he seemed like he was handling it really well, though. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I mean, I think he's a professional. I think he's talented, but he doesn't have a lot to work with. I mean, you think about the fact that other than Marvin Jones, do they have any good receiver? And Marvin Jones only caught five passes for 35 yards. And then you also look at the fact that, you know, who, who caught the longest pass from Trevor Lawrence yesterday? And the, uh, now I know you don't know the answer, but the answer Quandre is... Quandre Diggs. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> No, J- James Robinson. And James Robinson oh, yeah. got a 17-yard reception early in the four- first quarter and then got hurt the rest of the game with the ankle injury. And after that, the longest completion he had was 13 yards. You know what? That James Robinson play where Bobby mm-hmm. pushed him out of bounds, he ran into that, that uh, like phone bank. Yeah. So they're on the sidelines. There's this uh, where they have all of the controls for the technology, all that stuff. He ran into that thing. Right. And then you know he gets to the sidelines and, and he puts his hand up, goes out of the game, never came back. Yeah. So I I wonder like Bobby is the MVP for shoving him out of bounds. It wasn't anything like you know illegal or anything, but he just kept running mm-hmm. and he ran into that thing. So I I think that was it for him. Yeah, that was it. That he didn't return with an ankle injury. He's now day to day. Uh, with the ankle injury, and so we'll see where that goes. But in the end, it's like uh, you know that was a key thing because now they had to go to Carlos Hyde and the backup running backs and just try to make the best that they could. And again, they're not a deep team. John, we have a you know kind of a strange Monday Night Football game tonight. Chiefs Giants, not the most intriguing. No, it's a, it's a bad game. It's a bad game. Okay, yeah, we'll put it out there. But <laughs> for the Chiefs, I mean, is there is there a danger that they could actually lose this game? And would that put the coffin in their playoff hopes? Yeah, that's like saying that the Seahawks were going to lose to Jacksonville yesterday. Well, the Chiefs are three and four, though. Didn't think they'd be that bad either. Well, the Seahawks were what uh, th- uh, th- two, two, and two, two, two and five, five. Yeah, yeah, two, two and five. So it's like uh, you know, don't read into the records and things like that. Look at the talent of the team. I mean, you know, I right now the tough part for Kansas City because again, they have two things, if not more, going for them. Maybe three if you include uh, sweaty hand. Uh, Chris Jones with the gloves. Stinky. Stinky hands. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, but you've got Patrick Mahomes and you've got Andy Reid. And right now, you know, their offense isn't scoring enough points. I mean, their defense is, you know, giving up too many points. But, I mean, the Giants stink. They're terrible. And so it's like, uh, 
you know, because now you start to wonder at the end of the season, is Joe Judge going to be in trouble? I know, for example, some of the beat writers today were writing about Dave Gettleman, who's been there for four years and has four losing seasons. You know, he's probably going to get fired at the end of the year. And so it's like, uh, I mean, they're just kind of running out the string. But just because, you know, the, you know, the Chiefs have the three and four start, don't discount them for making the playoffs. I mean, the only thing that works against them is that they have the toughest closing schedule in the National Football League. I mean, right now, without this game tonight, it's like a 6-19 schedule, and the Giants game is the only easy game that the uh, team has. Oh, really? That's the last one. I mean, so, you know, they've got Green Bay and, you know, they've got, uh, you know, five division games, which, of course, that's where they can make do is coming back and winning those division games. Yeah, they got Packers, Raiders, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Steelers. Steelers yeah. went into Cleveland and got one. Yeah. And they also have to go to Cincinnati. Who yeah. Just lost to the Jets, unbelievably. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. And, and as far as uh, the trade deadline, we talked to uh, Schneider yesterday, Rabel did. And, yeah. you know, we always interview him before the games and. You know, whenever anybody says, oh, well, how come we weren't in on that deal? Like, just rest assured that they were, right? They were, yeah. John Schneider is in on every single deal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I was pointing this out yesterday. He even he even look at, uh, took a look at Colin Kaepernick when other teams didn't want to. This was years ago, but mm-hmm. still. You know, he's pretty much in on every deal. You can count on that, right? Right, that's correct. And so it's like, uh, so we'll see if something gets done. I mean, so far only one trade today, but it was a huge one and one that really has a negative impact on the teams in this division in Seattle because, I mean, Von Miller to the Rams, I mean, yikes. Yeah, un- unbelievable. All right, Professor, well, uh, have a good weekend. Okay. Oh, wait, wait it's huh? Monday. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, okay. How's yeah. the Drew Brees contract? Uh, Drew, Drew Brees contract's going well. Okay. How's yeah. that TV set? Uh, we love our TV, man. Yeah, okay. uh, I would have liked high def, but, you know, I'll take it. I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Hey, did you get trick-or-treaters last night? Uh, no. No. Okay. I had the light turned on. Dave yeah. was angry about his trick-or-treaters. Oh, there was one obnoxious kid. That's all right. Kids oh, really? are kids. Yeah, he kept ringing the doorbell, even though they saw us coming. He's just like, ding, 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 and then my dog starts What, did he come dressed as Odell Beckham Jr.? <laughs> All right, John, on that one, (laughs) you're gone. You're out of here. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Tip your waitresses. All right, there goes the professor. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com.